Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona and doing a lot of gardening. You are really into the sweet spot. In fact, if it could cool off another three, four, five degrees, plants would be in heaven. They're just like the really warm soil, uh, crisp nights, but bright days. That's like that's like magic. That makes gardening super easy. Summer, it's just hot, and you put a little wind to it, dry humidity, and it just, it's really, plants are sensitive. You got to up your game. You got to be more exact with your gardening. In spring, which is the most popular time, um, especially after Mother's Day, that's the last frost date. Uh, before that, you can plant a lot of things that are frost, that, that like the frost, but after Mother's Day, you can plant everything from tomatoes to trees to shrubs. But with all those tender new leaves showing up, it's now starting to bloom. Uh, th- that that new growth is more sensitive. And so again, you got to up your game. You got to be more exact. You got to be a gardener. Now, if you're new to gardening, this is when you want to try your hand at it. So all of your fall seasoned vegetables, flowers, shrubs, trees, there's a whole series of plants that prefer being planted now. And the beauty is they're hardier. They're tougher. They don't, uh, They don't exhibit the same sensitivity that a spring plant does. There's less choices now, uh, but the choices you have are super. Lots of evergreens, lots of fall-colored plants. Plants like pansies, kale, uh, uh, vegetables like kale and, and, and broccoli and spinach and lettuce. These are super easy to grow as long as you're growing them when the nights are cool. If you're trying to grow lettuce in summer, you're going to fail miserably. That's where you got to learn to work with the seasons instead of against or off the seasons. So this is your sweet spot, especially for big trees, like a big tree, big shrub, uh, big uh, spruce, pine, firs, these great big trees. Some of them I can barely lift. Uh, these are the ones that really do well now. So you plant it, you water it, pamper it, and it will continue to root through the end of the year, even after it loses its leaves on deciduous plants. Evergreens will continue to root out through the end of the year. Then they kind of slow down. They don't grow a lot. They just lock in. And then about middle of February, they start taking off again. That's when you start to see daffodils in bloom. The crocus are up. Uh, the forsythia have just started opening that glorious golden yellow that they're famous for. These are shrubs that announce spring. That usually ends, starts the end of February, first part of March, and then it just crescendos as you get into May. And that's kind of our seasons. And so now I have been planting a lot of my winter blooming kind of plants. So all of our containers, virtually every single container, and there's a bunch, there's dozens and dozens have been touched, modified, cleaned up, added to, dressed up. So I've pulled out all the vinca, all the potato vine. This is exciting. Potato vine is a sweet potato 
uh, this beautiful, glorious vine that grows long tendrils, had huge pots. The whole thing was covered. You couldn't tell this vine had covered up the pot. You couldn't tell it was in a pot. It was glorious. It hurt me to pull this thing out of the pot, but I'm trying to free up room so I can get my winter blooming stuff established. Uh, Vinca and uh, potato vine, super sensitive. They will burn out at the first 30 degree temperature. They just get black. They look terrible and they stop growing. Well, I pulled out this potato vine. It had a sweet potato underneath it that was as big as my head. It was impressive. Oh my gosh. I, I couldn't throw it away. I, I had to try. It won't, it won't come back, but it just, my, my gardener's heart just would not allow me to just compost it or throw it away. So I buried it pretty deep in one of my more sunnier beds. And it may be, if it doesn't freeze this winter, it'll come back. I've never had one come back yet, but you know, you just try things. That's, that's a gardener. That's why I never tell a gardener they can or cannot do something. Gardeners will find a way. And so that's that's just some of the things I'm doing right now. Another thing, um, I'm cleaning up. I'm mowing my thyme lawn. I want it to be even over the entire lawn. So a thyme lawn is an evergreen lawn. You only mow it maybe twice a year. Probably you get away with never doing it or once every two years, but I like that more manicured look. Well, it's a natural evergreen uh, herbal uh, lawn. Animals don't bother it, but I want it to look more formal. So I, I hedge it right now. I'll fertilize it and then it will start to grow and, and it takes out all that cut edged on it. So now it stays like that right through winter. And then I'll usually prune it back again, actually in the month of March, I go ahead and add topsoil over the entire thing to kind of even it out, level it, to make sure that it grows instead of clumpy, but straight and narrow. And uh, uh, topsoil is basically compost with a lot of sand added to it. So it's a heavier product. Well, it's great for filling in lawns. It's great for filling in holes in between boulders or in between my time lawn. So I'll do that. I'll cut it back. I'll fertilize it, turn on the water, and within, oh, a month, it's growing and just looking, looking great. And it, and it still looks good. It's been in bloom for months. You know, time has this real pretty pink flower on it. The, the dogs like to roll around in it. They smell like herbs. Herbs do really, really well here in the mountains of Arizona. They're perennial, most of them. That is, they'll come back. Remember, perennial and permanent both start with peas. So the, you plant it once and you're done. It comes back year after year. So I like, to, I like to plant a lot of herbs. So I've got rosemary. It's an evergreen. Looks great year-round. Lavender. It's an evergreen. It, it's just glorious. It smells good. I've got several varieties. Thyme. Oregano. Uh, comes back every year. And so mints. Mints almost a weed. I've got uh, strawberry mint that's coming out right now. We had a party this last weekend with friends, just very dear, dear, close friends. We've been meeting monthly for decades. We just love to see each other. And so we served up strawberry mint iced tea. It just went over. It was a big hit. And so those are things that come back year after year after year. Some of your herbs, let's say uh, basil, cilantro, dill, these are things that are annuals. 
uh, as soon as the frost comes, by the end of this month or by the first of November, they're they're going to be brown, just black. It's so so really push them, try to fertilize them, get them to grow fast, so you can harvest and have that last processed pesto. You just want all that last basil to create that dishes, and so you really want to watch that weather because once it frosts, it, the herbs just do terrible. Those those annuals. They just turn black, they lay over, and they're dead. But not your perennial herbs. The rosemary, lavender, mints, thyme, oregano, chives, uh, onions, curry. I'm sure there's a lot more of them. They, most herbs are perennial here in the mountains of Arizona. And the reason I like them in my front yard, my nemesis are javelina. Herds of wild pigs roaming the neighborhood looking to destroy your gardens. The backyard is fenced, but the front yard, it's exposed. So they get in there. They do not bother herbs. In fact, I'll use like society garlic to hide the smell of my pansies. We planted dozens, I mean, probably hundreds of pansies and violas this week in our containers. So we're, we're shifting over, trying to get those to fill out look good, and so those things will bloom right through winter at most elevations, really from the 6,500-foot level all the way down to Camp Verde, Cottonwood, Sedona, and everything in between. They will come back. They'll bloom year-round. They're one of the few plants that will bloom. Kale's one. Snapdragons, they stay. They bloom a long time. They stay green through the winter, but they don't bloom in January. Pansies do. Kale does. Uh, I like Dusty Miller. I planted some of those. It's beautiful. Silver foliage. Just a great contrast. I planted some hookra or coral bells. They're a great perennial that holds their foliage. I'm trying to put more evergreen things into my containers so when the frost comes, I don't look desolate, bare, and done. I'm planting now so that I've got something to appreciate and enjoy, even in January when it's 20 degrees out. Well, we've got Lisa Waters Lane coming in with your garden questions right after these important messages. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are burning bush, spicy mums, glamour kale, and red fox sedge. Fox sedge has striking clumps of red foliage that fades to flocks, giving off a warm glow. An attractive foliage effect in container gardens, perennial beds, and fountain accents. A good choice in poor draining pockets along dry stream beds and beside large landscape boulders. You'll find foxy red grasses, just $17, here at Waters Garden Center. Google, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. Gardening has always come natural to me. Green thumbs, they just run in the family. So when the Family Garden Center was offered to Lisa and I, we jumped on the opportunity. I've always loved coming to the nursery, being surrounded by all the beauty, helping the backyard gardener and passing on some of that natural magic that happens so easily for me. We aren't just selling plants, we're offering garden success. My name is Ken Lane, owner, and you'll feel the magic here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener, green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back in the studio with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just 
what are your neighbors talking about and how can we share that across the airwaves so lisa kind of digs through and finds her favorites welcome to the studio thank you always good to be back i don't know how you dig through how many emails and facebook posts and questions do we answer in a given week how do you pick like the the three or four or five <laughs> that we're going to share i mean what is there a theme or something no well, sometimes there is, but this time of year, not so much. The questions are kind of all over the board. When it's tomato season, they're all yeah, tomatoes. About tomatoes. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So your gardens are looking good. They I are. I see you're like the Tasmanian devil out there. I can't, I, every time I come, every every night I come home and uh, break out the blower because there's <laughs> dirt and there's leaves and there's stuff all over the patios. Like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a very tidy planter. I know. Kind of sloppy, but I have fun. It's fun, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got the cleanup crew. I'm here for you. That's true. Yeah. That's why I married you. I stay out of your way and then just clean up afterwards. I get it ready with irrigation and soil prep, and then mm-hmm. you do your thing, and then I clean up. That's true. Why do you get all the fun parts? <laughs> because, <laughs> I don't know, I'm nicer. That's it's what. how we've been married for 33 years. True, very true. Garden questions. Alrighty. Well, Richard would like to know he lives out in Chino Valley. He wants to know your thoughts on putting pampas grass and other oriental or ornamental (laughs) grasses near a leach field. So leach fields, so septic. So so the county or Chino Valley are are very much on septics. They've got wells. And so you want to be careful what you're putting near those leach fields, the septic tank, uh, the water lines, the well service, because you don't want the, the roots getting in there. And so pampas grass, generally we say keep things that are low, uh, small, near the leach field. Mm-hmm. And so pampas grass is in that borderline. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Kind of depends on what your perk rate was and how deep the leach field is. Mm-hmm. So most leach fields out there are probably 15, 20 feet deep. They put a pipe down, they fill it up with leach field rock, and then they backfill. And so your septic tank kind of goes in there, and then it spills out and goes in through the leach field, and it slowly percolates down, at least all the water pieces, Mm -hmm. through the soil. And so will pampas grass grow 10 feet deep? Probably not. It's probably okay. There's some variables, though, you need to um, think of. And so if you've got to ask the question, I I always come down to, well, you know, probably your gut's telling you something. I probably would move it. 10, 15 feet away from where you know that leach line or leach field is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's one line. Sometimes there's two, three, four, depending on the size of your house or what the perk was. And so I would say you're okay generally, but, uh, you know, double check it. So you're not blaming me later. (laughs) It's Ken's fault. He told me to plant that there. It's clogged up the holes. Keep uh, willows away. Keep cottonwoods away. Keep sycamores, aspens, all those really fast growing big shade trees. They're not, they're going to, they'll clog up the system in a heartbeat. So that's, so Pampas isn't even remotely. That's bad. To that. Maybe yeah. more like maybe some of the mooly grasses. Oh yeah, a little that's shorter, like a three foot grass. Sure, easily, probably anything, but pampas grass. Okay. <laughs> In general, we'll say small trees can go. So mm-hmm. so crepe myrtles, things like crab apples and red buds and silverberry, uh, service berries. All the, those are short little trees that are cute and they they don't have really invasive roots. You're probably okay with that. Blackberries and grapes grasses wildflowers is a great place for perennials 
So plant those things. Okay. So anyway, All right. good question, Richard. Good to know. Patty is in Prescott. She wants to know, is it too late to put in things like your raspberries and blackberries? Some of your berries. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a great time. Put fruit trees, apples and pears, berries and grapes. Uh, what you're coming down to is we've got some varieties, but not as many. So you've got the core, core, the most popular varieties. That's what's in right now. You can very much plant those. If you're planting, they'll probably continue rooting through Thanksgiving into December, and then they'll get beat up by the cold. So they'll look kind of rough. They'll just be the canes. Uh, and so at that point, just keep them watered through winters, at least a couple times a month. That's all it takes. Just keep them moist every once in a while, and, and you're good. I would say fertilize twice. If you're planting right now, fertilize when you put them in with the fruit and berry food. And it's a special organic food we make. And then do it again in March sometime. If you do that, those berries are going to come out with a vengeance and you're going to have so much fruit. It's going to be exciting. It's everything you're thinking of when you plant it, but it'll need some nutrients kind of jumpstart it, get it kickstarted to go. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on planting a, a fig, like a, a brown turkey fig or something like that this time of year? You still think you have time? Yeah, I think you can. Okay. So again, water is everything. What happens with figs, so they don't grow into trees here like they do down at lower elevations. They're going to grow into bushes. So what happens is if we get a real cold winter, and they're not predicting that. This year they're saying warm and dry. Warmer than normal and dry. Of course, it's winter, it's cold, but it's warmer than normal and drier. Than, that's what they're saying, if you believe the weather forecaster <laughs> for two months out. Uh, but they're pretty good at this stuff. Mm. Um, if it gets really cold, what will happen is that fig will turn into a perennial. It'll hibernate underground. Mm. The top piece will die off. And then it'll come back fresh. I mean, just like five, six, seven feet of growth in one year from ground level up. Just like that, it'll be loaded with figs. So if it dies back, that's okay. That's not, it's normal. It happens to all figs no matter what age. It's not because when you put it in. It's because of the cold that happened. That's why figs, it's critical mm-hmm. to keep them moist through winter. At fig, I might water two, three times a, a, a week or a month, I mean, mm-hmm. through winter. That's like... December, January, February. Right. Then March, you're starting to see leaves, and you're into the regular growing cycle. Mm-hmm. And then, then then you go. So for, figs are one of those you need to fertilize regularly because they're growing. You know, it's tall. That much growth in one year, it takes food. It takes yeah. energy to pull that off. Mm-hmm. So folks don't tend to – they tend not to fertilize them enough uh, because of all the growth they put on them. Okay. All right. Last question. So Frank is looking for a good evergreen shrub he can put on the north side of his house that pretty much gets no light. No light. Oh, so we've got some, uh, Mm -hmm. we've got a two-story north-facing wall. No windows, nothing but stucco. It's as stark as you could possibly want. We've turned it into this beautiful garden thing Mm -hmm. uh, by planting Hicks U, Y-E-W, up against those walls, two of them. This is right. a, it's the width of the garage, but then it's two stories high. And so we planted Hicks U, which loves shade. It's evergreen, puts on pretty red berries. It's just great. The birds like to roost in it. Uh, it's a great one for right. here. 
and and it's in our native garden, so it's in mm. our it's it's watered very infrequently. Right. Uh, and so, but it's because it's in the shade. It shade plants don't need that much water because right. they just don't dry out. They don't get hot. They're not exposed. And use our conifer. That is, they've got a needle, very thick, chubby needle that makes them very robust. Mm-hmm. But some other ideas. I mean, you can chime in here. I mean, hollies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hollies would be wonderful. Um, uh, Nandina or heavenly bamboo that does really great on the in the north shade. Side, that dark, it, it doesn't get the color like it, ah. like it would. Like it turns bright red in the sun, mm-hmm. it stays green in the shade. But it does very very well. Yeah. So I've seen beautiful specimens. I've seen uh, pretty uh, jasmine, the, oh, yeah. the Carolina jasmine in the shade, mm-hmm. like that. It might not bloom quite as well, but it still has that big glossy leaf. Right. When it does bloom, it's in the shade. It blooms for a long time because it's. Fragrance. Oregon grape holly? Yeah, that's where it grows naturally. Mm-hmm. Oregon grape holly or, or uh, Mahonia is, mm-hmm. the, is the Latin name on that one. Right. We've got quite a few here. Uh, rhododendrons, azaleas. You can go lower, shorter stuff. The number one selling perennial. It's not evergreen, but it's uh, hosta. Yeah. Loves the shade. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a few choices you can play with. That's one. Come in. We can give you the grand tour. And something will kind of tickle your fancy going, ooh, ooh. I like that. You know, fit right in into your gardens as well. Mm-hmm. All right, great questions this week. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for coming in. Uh, Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot more in store right after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, aka the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters October Companion Plants that grow well together are Blaze Maples, Spicy Mums, Glamour Kale, and Burning Bush. Waters Compact Burning Bush is a neat, well-behaved shrub prized for its blazing red foliage in the fall. Looks great when planted with autumn gold sumacs, lilacs, and gold euonymus. At six foot, this bush makes a natural hedge that burns red through autumn, all for $49. You'll find the showiest shrubs here at Waters Garden Center. Siri, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. You might say I've been part of the local garden scene even before birth. My father started the very first garden center in northern Arizona and ran the family business with my mother, even while she was pregnant. The nursery was my preschool, with many joyous after-school hours spent playing in the family business. Waters isn't just a garden center. It's a safe place for kids and pets alike. My name is Lisa Waters Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. This week I, I got to thinking. We've got these elections going on. Fires are everywhere. COVID, people are paranoid. They're cavalier and everything in between. Everyone's got an opinion. I got to thinking how society, I mean, we're here in a retail garden center. We get to see all of humanity and you get to see how different people think and act. It's kind of fun. It's what I love about retail. But the differences in action and belief seem to be, they're displayed everywhere. Uh, They're on the news, their favorite social media while you shop at a grocery store, your local garden center. You see those differences on display. 
in contrast, the, the kindness and understanding for others seems to be short-tempered, short-supplied. So I wrestled with this idea that, and I turned the question around on its head. So what can everyone, or at least most everyone, agree on? Now, especially you all, you're tuned into a garden show. You'll get this for sure, because I am biased. I enjoy gardening. So it does seem like flowers and plants and fresh vegetables, going through a, a fine garden. These are things we, we all appreciate, we can all agree on. It's like seeing a friend's face when you give them that bouquet of flowers or how you feel while you're walking through this beautiful garden. It's just, it's transformative. I keep coming back to plants. It's, it's just what we need in today's turbulent world. We, and we've seen that. So sales last week, they were up 80% at the garden center. That's huge. That's 80% off of a record year last year. Everyone is gardening. They're feeling good. They like the fresh air. They're, they're outdoors. And this fall season, this is what I love about fall. It's, it's, it's a decoration season. So you add your pumpkins out there. You put a gourd. You pick your, I like growing giant pumpkins. So pick the giant pumpkins. We bring them outdoors. We show them off. We plant the pansies. We've got a scarecrow. Uh, we just have fun. It's not about Halloween. Halloween's just part of that autumn setting or that autumn decoration, but really it's about harvest. It's about uh, end of the summer growing season into rest and just relaxation, cooler temperatures. You can just go out and enjoy. So you put your mums out there. And so we have been decorating our front containers, decorating our front door. And it just feels good. Your social media, you're seeing people put hay bales up and scarecrows and just having fun with it. We've got, uh, if you come to Waters Garden Center, it's kind of fun. I posted a few pictures where we harvested pampas grass plumes. These are huge. These are really healthy. They were out in the parking lot. Uh, we just, we harvested some of those. We used them as wings on skeletons. It seems weird. You'd have to see it. Uh, if you want to see it, check our uh, Instagram or Facebook uh, page, and you'll get to see pictures of that. But it's really just fun, cute, creative, artistic. And so, and we've got the time to decorate more. So we don't have as many plants coming at us. We've unloaded uh, two semis this week of plants. That's very, that's that's like half pace for us. In the spring, we'll have five semis stacked up down the side of the road at the loading dock waiting to be unloaded for flowers and perennials and vegetables and tr shrubs and trees. And Well, now it's mainly going to be evergreens and fall-colored shrubs, uh, lots of... Uh, Lots of like boxwoods and raphaeolyptus or Indian hawthorn. Lots of silverberries, lots of spruce and pine. These are evergreens in the mountains of Arizona, and they love to be planted now. This is when you, this is when you have them. This is where people are starting to think holidays, and I want to decorate a tree in the yard. I want lights and bows and just have fun. This is a decoration season. That's what I like most about this transition. I don't like the cold that's coming, but yeah, that's two, three months away. So, you know, January is just bitter, and I work outdoors. I mean, it just bites through you. It's nine degrees, and there's a, there's a wind chill. Oh, my gosh. It's not fun. Uh, but that's when you're, that's, you want to decorate landscape and, and enjoy your yard now, setting the stage so when it does turn cold, you can look outside your bay windows and go, ah, doesn't that evergreen that I planted back in October look Good. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to flip the switch on now. I'll bet they've got a Phillips Hue 
you know, automatic, you know, Alexa, turn on the Christmas tree kind of thing. So that would be fun. I'm sure they do with an auto, you know, Wi-Fi plug-in electronic thing. I'm, I'm getting used to uh, more because I'm not used to. I'm training myself on, on learning how to use this voice-activated uh, devices so I can activate the theater room. I can activate the lights in the theater room. I can activate the radios upstairs and downstairs. So it's it's kind of clunky. Yeah, what's really funny is they don't listen to Lisa's voice. <laughs> so sometimes I'll, Alexa, play country <laughs> over her. And Alexa goes, sure. Oh, here's today's top country. <laughs> it's hilarious. So it's it's a learning process. So, but going back, I, I digress. Uh, technology. Uh, it is a good time to plant. It's a good time to be out there changing out, thinking about what is going to fry with that first frost. And they look fabulous right now. I committed to pulling some of those things out so that I could inject or introduce some of my fall and winter blooming things so they've got time to fill out, to get plump, to become chubby and full and covered in blooms. That's working with the environment and anticipating the season to come. We've got Lisa Watersling coming in with her garden segment. Don't let her know that I was talking about her and her Alexa voice, but uh, she's coming in to share some garden tips from her perspective. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Water's October companion plants that grow well together are blaze maple, burning bush, Arizona creeper, spicy mums, and glamour kale. Few flowers are more elegant in fall than water's glamour kale. The autumn colors are perfect for containers, beds, and borders. And it's so easy to grow. This unique Prescott selection is an award winner for cold hardiness, intense red, purple flowers in a frilly package, all for $9. You'll find bright fall flowers here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If life is a bowl of cherries, why not make them the biggest, sweetest cherries ever? Waters Garden Center is super excited to introduce our new organic fruit and vegetable plant food. This fertilizer has the bonus of added calcium that gives fruit trees and veggies an extra boost to produce healthy, abundant crops. Feed your plants now to help them thrive and grow more fruits than ever in just $27 for a 20-pound bag. Save natural, organic, fruit and vegetable plant food only at Waters Garden Center. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we've got Lisa Waters Lane back in the studio. She comes each week and just shares her garden thoughts, just a different perspective, a different angle. Anytime there's a fine garden, usually there's more than one gardener involved. There's lots of ideas being pitched and brought together to make this beautiful garden, whether you're a bird lover or a evergreens. That's all I only want evergreens. I want them to bloom if you can, That's our California folks. Or you want hardcore four seasons, or you're from Alaska. Mm-hmm. And you you summer or you know you winter down here. All you want are great things that look great in the winter. You don't care about summer. Right. You're up there, so getting a different perspective on gardening. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you very much. So, what's going on in the gardens this week? What what is going on in the gardens? 
So a lot of people ask me, because we have a lot of new people in from other parts of the country. Yeah. So they come here and they go, well, can I still plant? Is yeah. it too late to plant? What can I put in? And I think the important thing to remember is we've got another, at least a really good month, month and a half of prime planting time. And it's a great time to put your plants in because that soil is still nice and warm, but we don't have those hot beating down summer temperatures and we don't have those spring temperatures that are wild yeah. you know hot cold, Warm, cold snowing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i was planting some vinca i transferred one of the pots mm -hmm. took the vinca out and i put it in the backyard just off the patio it looks really good mm -hmm. but i was digging the hole for it this is a, sub a substantial root right had to get a substantial hole and the hole was very dry yeah and i was worried about this transplant so it's mm -hmm. from a portion of our garden into a new section of the garden. It's going to go in a transplant shock for sure. So I cut it back and trimmed it and nurtured it. I sprayed it with wilt stop and did all the stuff. Uh -huh. But the ground was so just dry, bone dry, that I filled it with water first. Good idea. Then I planted that new thing, mm -hmm. our transplant, and then I backfilled. So it's almost floating in this pool of water because I'm trying to I'm trying to hydrate the surrounding yeah. soil and right. that plant but I was surprised at how dry the soil was so just as long as you're watering that's not a seasonal thing that's a the you just don't want to put a dry plant into a dry hole yeah. you're doomed when you do that oh definitely and the amount of water it took was tremendous I probably had to give it three four gallons mm -hmm. for this little perennial evergreen yeah uh, but it took that much to get the to hydrate the soil and that, you know i'm telling people when it, brand new plant and usually we say new plant twice a week yeah uh, but just because all the surrounding soil is so dry i'm always telling them throw an extra water in that first week yeah, or two because sure. that water you do put in there is kind of some of it's going to be wicked away yeah. by that dry soil so um, hydrating is very, very important. If you're going to make a mistake when you're planting new plants any time of year in Arizona, you're going to underwater it, mm -hmm. especially when you first put it in. Oh, guaranteed. Yep. When the leaves burn off, you're going, oh, man, it's stressed out. What happened? Well, you didn't water enough. You put a dry plant, dry hole, and the, the surrounding soil just took all the water away. And, it, and a plant just out of defense will shed its leaves mm -hmm. to be able to keep the core of the plant alive. Right. Many times, like that uh, trumpet vine that, that did that, it, it'll come back with a vengeance. It'll come back in two weeks. Be a brand new plant because mm -hmm. now you've corrected. It's part of that learning process. Right. How do you garden better, smarter? Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. It, it can be tricky to get right here, but once you get it right, you can plant just about anything. Yeah. So speaking of that, it is still a really great time to plant. And I just want people to know we are still getting some beautiful trees and shrubs and flowers in. And it's a great time to put them in and enjoy them while this weather is beautiful and you want to be outside and enjoying those, those tepid fall days. So... Go ahead and plant. Right? You know, it's comfortable. I was doing a lot of planting, even this morning before I came in. Uh, the the temperature's nice for you, yeah, and for your plants. Right. So you both enjoy it. It's pretty pretty nice. <laughs> it's and this is a decoration season. Yeah. This is when you're putting your pumpkins with your mums and your you know hookahs and your pansies Ooh. and your kales. It's just fun to change things out, make it, it look fresh and I agree. and new. Definitely. So we have gotten some loads of fresh plants in. So I thought I'd just kind of talk about a few of the ones that we've got in that are looking super, that would look wonderful in people's yards. That can be planted oh, yeah. right now. Okay. Right now. 
So the first, well, we've got a couple of really nice butterfly bushes in. Uh, if you're still looking for some nice color for your yard, butterfly bush, I think, have got to be the number one plant to put in. We got Miss Violet, who she gets about about four foot tall, four yeah. by four, really dark violet color. It has a very unique coloring to it. It's very, very pretty. Why do they name it Miss Violet? Why are they ever so Mr. Violet? You never see Mr. Violet. Professor Plum. Oh, there we go. We could call it that's Professor That's a board Plum. game. That's not a plant. <laughs> I'm going to change all their names to Professor Plum. Uh, we're also getting one Cranraz in, which is a newer variety. Um, just a really dark pink color. Very pretty. Nice shots of color out there in the yard. Um, we're also getting more of the ivory feathers. Now, ivory feathers, pampas grass is the one. If you've ever been to our store in the parking lot, those beautiful grasses when you first pull in is ivory feathers. And uh, usually we get them in and they're like gone the next yeah. day. They're Instantly. very yeah. popular. But we got a lot in. So definitely good. a good time to get some of those in. Are they in bloom? Or they're just not green? in bloom. Okay, well. Yeah. I tried. That just means they go faster. I know. It means they get, they get a plume on them. They're like gone instantly. <laughs> but next year, they will. Definitely a bloom's yeah. on them. We got some uh, regal mist muley grass in, which is a yeah. shorter grass. Has kind of a pink uh, blossom or plume on it very attractive out there in the yard especially in the as you're going into fall that color out there and the wind just kind of picks it up and moves it and you get those early morning suns or late afternoon sunsets it's just real pretty out there that is definitely muley grass is is that's borders on native that's a native grower grows wild out there it, it'll naturalize even better than pampas grass oh yeah Definitely. We're getting some more of the red yuccas in. So we're getting the brake light, which is more of a dwarf uh, red yuck. It's about two foot. The green part of it gets about two foot tall. Then it sends up that spiky red flower, bright red flower. And we're also getting the one, a new one they call straight up red. Oh, I haven't seen that. Really? So it's it's a more of a the traditional red yucca gets that nice big size, but the um, blossom on instead of being more salmony, it is yeah. definitely more red. Oh, nice! Did they hibernate that they with did. the? Yeah, yeah. I gotta figure. <laughs> These plant breeders are so smart. They're so smart. They kind of interbreed them just like they do mm-hmm. like animals, but instead of animal husbandry, it's <laughs> plant husbandry or something or whatever you yeah. whatever that's called horticulture. So, <laughs> right, right, and those would definitely bloom way into fall. Oh yeah, yeah. So you get a lot of color off of those. We're getting a couple different kinds of pyracantha victory which has the red berry on it and then we're also getting the yukon bell which has that real pretty orange berry on it so great for places out in your yard if you're trying to create a screen you want to block your neighbors pyracantha is a great one to put if you want something tough Mm -hmm. that's big that screens that blocks things out that no one's going to mess with that you could forget the irrigation will fail and this will still keep rooting and growing and put it on that white flower in spring it's evergreen with the red or orange berries pyracantha is the way it's kind of an old-fashioned plant but you know there's a reason it's 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 the number one seller every year (laughs) because it's so robust it's just a good solid performer out there we are also getting some glow bright yucca in which are I just love them. We got to find a spot in our yard for them. You're getting full, my dear. There's so, always room. <laughs> There's always <laughs> <It's> room. True. <laughs> so these just have a really beautiful yellow, uh, kind of green variegated leaf on them. They're absolutely gorgeous. And 
I, they just hold up so well. They don't get that real weepy or weedy yeah. look to them. Just a really nice yucca. Definitely one to put out there, maybe in some of your darker parts of your yard yeah, that you just idea. need something to light it up Or dark, there. Uh, dark rock. Right. You need a contrasting lighter plant. That's mm-hmm. a great way to design. And yuccas have that big fleshy root, which makes them so tough, so oh, yeah. hardy. They just okay. We are famous for our yuccas at this elevation. Mm-hmm. And... The last thing we're getting in, dun, 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 we are getting some spring promise camellias. In. Ooh, that's the first load. Yes. That's exciting. So that's one of the few camellias you can put in here that will take our cold weather, our winters. Yeah. So we can't grow the ones like they do in Southern Cal and other parts of the country, but the spring's promise will grow here. Are they budded up nicely? Do you see the they're flower starting buds? To starting to bud. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nothing early like, yet, but they're starting to bud. Nothing like camellias and rhododendrons to inspire inspire you to go oh it might be winter but spring is right around the (laughs) corner that bud just keeps swelling through winter it just looks so good Great advice, Lisa. Hey, that'd be another one for uh, Richard in that shade. Oh, Richard one asking for the shade. the shade. No, he was the leech yeah. field anyway. No, Richard was shade. Yeah. Anyway, that's a great, another great shade-loving plant. Ken Elisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are burning bush, Arizona creeper, spicy mums, glamour kale, and Prescott blaze maple. Prescott blaze maples have extreme growth of three feet or more each year. The fall color glows like embers in a blaze hot fire. Thus the name. There's no better red maple to plant locally. Perfect for patios or any place shade is needed. And a big, bold tree is just $149. You'll find the best fall shade trees here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. If you were contemplating bringing some of your plants indoors, now's the time, especially things like geraniums, gardenias, herbs, love growing indoors. There's a whole series of plants where you don't have to let them get frosted and then either hibernate or it just kills kills them right out. If you have tomatoes that've got big green tomatoes on them, uh, you should have frost cover sheets, something. You should be ready to cover those because it will get cold by the end of this month. I mean, it looks like a little front's coming through even this week. I don't know how cold it'll get, but some of the higher ridge lines could see frost. So you need to be prepared. You can cover those things because it'll frost very quickly, then warm right back up. And so you can keep them in the ground and just protect them, kind of a mini greenhouse. Do not use, if you're doing that, don't use plastic. 
Plastic does more damage than good. Cover things with a breathable material. What happens is if you cover something with plastic, it, it gets cold underneath there, and then it, it holds the cold around the plant longer than a breathable material. So quilts and sheets and throw covers. and We actually make a frost cover that's white. It's very it's thin, and frost lights on top of it, but doesn't allow frost to get down to your plant. And so those are the kind of materials that you should have ready, even this week. Be prepared. Keep an eye out. Watch your phones. Watch, listen to the weatherman so that they can tell you when that first potential frost is. If it even gets down into the 30s, you should be covering peppers. Uh, you should be covering uh, tomatoes, those uh, squash, uh, zucchinis, those kinds of things, because they're super frost sensitive. If it's really going to get cold, I'm talking down into the 20s. Now you got to commit. If your tomato, if the fruit freezes, it'll turn mushy. So you really want to pick those things. If we're going down to 27, 28, 29 degrees, if you're just dipping into 20s, go ahead and harvest the fruits off of those vegetables, bring them indoors and ripen them, continue to ripen them indoors. So, but for now, just be ready. They're growing fast. They're ripening quickly. So I've got tomatoes galore, but I know what's coming in very short order. So just be, be ready. If you're bringing those plants indoors, now is the time when you, you start transitioning those plants, getting them ready to come indoors. So some of my plants, I'm, I'm top dressing the pots, mainly container gardens. I'm adding some potting soil to kind of, they've, plants use up potting soil. I don't know where it goes. I think they actually physically eat it and use it up. And so there's, your containers will have less soil. I'm topping those off. I'm flushing. After I get that soil, I'm really flushing them out heavy with some water. I'm trying to flush the insects, pill bugs, earwigs, worms. There's spiders. There's all kinds of goofy things inside the soil. I don't want, to, I don't want that coming indoors. So I'll flush it out real well with, with water. Afterwards, I'll go ahead and put some systemic granules around. This isn't my herb so much because it's a, it's a chemical. But all my flowers, geraniums, those kind, I, I put that on there, water it in, and it goes through the soil, kills off the grubs, the, the worms, gets, gets rid of all those insects. So I'm bringing in a clean plant. Well, it's kind of a stinky material. You know, systemic granules, it has a chemical smell. I don't want that in my house. So I want to do that outdoors while it's still plenty of fresh air. you got two, three weeks to kind of accomplish all this stuff. So do it now. I've cleaned up many of my plants. So taking out the dead, bruised, spotted, in anything that's not perfect foliage, take it off. Then I give them a haircut. Because some of your plants, let's face it, they're too big. They're ginormous. I shot a picture of our uh, coleus. I said, here's what a one-gallon coleus from Waters turns into. And it's this coleus on, our, on my backyard. It's a beautiful uh, burgundy color. It's got to be standing four feet tall in full bloom, four feet wide. It's taking over the patio. You could bring that indoors. Coleus make very good houseplants. But not when they're that big. They take over your entire living room. you got to cut it back. In fact, now's the time to cut those things back. You can fertilize them. Uh, I'll tell you what to fertilize in a second. So that they have time to flush out some new foliage so you don't see the cut marks that you put, that you put on those. You, you actually have new growth coming up to cover those. When I'm all done cleaning up, put on the uh, uh, systemic granules. I've flushed them really well. 
I'll go ahead and fertilize the plants with root and grow. It's kind of funky, but it's not normal for me to recommend that. But this is what I'm doing. My name's Ken. We're just friends talking over the radio, and this is kind of what's working in my yard. It's, I found it works really well. Root and Grow is a, it's a compost tea. It looks like a syrup. You put three tablespoons and a gallon of water, and plants just love it. They just respond to it. So if you want fast, fast roots, fast, uh, fast foliage right now, Root and Grow makes a, an amazing cactus mix, cactus fertilizer. Because it's liquid, it's very inert, it's organic. The, the cacti can absorb it. So I am fertilizing my cactus, making sure they're hydrated. So if it gets cold, they can go through that cold and take all that. Herbs, I'm doing the same thing. I want to have some tender new growth. I want to clean it up, get it back to size. And then things like basil. I'm going to bring in some lavender, oregano, thyme. Some mint. So your favorite, uh, coriander or, or uh, cilantro, they're the same thing. You want to bring those things in? You can. They'll do quite well in a kitchen garden. You just clean them up, give them the root and grow, and they'll flush out new, tender new growth. So you can continue harvesting right in your kitchen you know, weekly as you need. Fresh herbs. Oh, my mouth just watered thinking about fresh herbs. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. And so this is the time when you make that transition for... The, the things you want to bring indoors. You really, if you can, if they're in a bright, sunny spot out in the garden, see so you've got a container of, of rosemary, uh, a, a beautiful geranium, a coleus. Uh, you want to bring it indoors. Transition it from that bright, sunny spot. Put it in the shade because your inside of your house is quite, it's quite, it's dark compared to outdoors. The light that does come in is from a, a real steep angle. It's not direct overhead. And so plants need time to adjust. So if you put those things over in a more shaded part of your garden, like a north side of a, a tree, north side of a house, under a patio, let it get used to or acclimate to that indoor space before you actually commit to it. They'll do better for you. So pretty much, here's, here's in a nutshell, here's what I'm doing. I'm topping off with potting soil, flushing with a lot of water. After that, I put the systemic granules on. Then I'm cleaning things up and pruning things back. And lastly, I fertilize them with root and grow. It's a compost tea that helps it. It's a fertilizer. We, I made it originally to, to stabilize plants. When they first get planted, they go into transplant shock. It's really hard on plants. This is a very mild, light fertilizer that gets things to... It just soothes the, the roots of a plant. Well, it also makes a great houseplant food, a tremendous cactus food. It's kind of my go-to food, not out in the yard, but for my containers, in, indoors, smaller pots. It's, I use it a lot. I probably use two gallons a year of just root and grow because it's such a great, so great at transplant shock and, and fertilizing. That's what it's meant to do. So that's in a nutshell. It's also a good time to be planting some fresh new herbs if you want them indoors. So we've got a whole series of herbs and veggies here at the garden center. They just arrived, and they're made for indoor gardening or for planting right outside in your vegetable garden. When, thing, when other things die off with the, with the frost, these things continue to grow. So um, you've got cabbages and lettuce and spinach, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, Brussels sprouts. There's so many uh, bok choy. There's so many varieties that do tremendous. Uh, Swiss chard. 
It's great in containers. Got that beautiful uh, spine to it. Looks like uh, looks like a real pretty lettuce or, or, or celery. It does great through winter. It's it's time to plant those things either or bring them indoors or plant them right outdoors. Need more on that? We've got uh, experts here that can help guide you through that process. But fall is a it's almost like our second planting season in Arizona because we're so mild. Things keep growing, keep rooting, keep getting full right through Christmas or so. And then they'll take a break, come back at it, right? It'll take about a month, month and a half off, and then they go right back into growth pattern again. We just don't get a frost line where it slows the plants down, which is part of the reason we live here. It's just the greatest place ever. Who doesn't love Northern Arizona? Be right back after this. You're listening to local garden expert, Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters companion plants that grow well together are blaze maple, burning bush, spicy mums, glamour kale, and red wall creeper. Waters red wall creeper is specially selected to dress up those miles of stockade fence. A mountain vine with rich green foliage turns fire engine red through autumn. Waters native vines are just $49 and both deer and rabbit proof. You'll find the showiest vines here at Waters Garden Center. Google, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. Wondering why the grass is always greener on the other side? Well, it's probably because your neighbor used the all-purpose fertilizer from Waters Garden Center. Monsoon is right around the corner and it's the perfect time to feed your plants. Waters All-Purpose Fertilizer is the only organic made especially for Arizona mountain soils. Don't buy a bunch of different fertilizer for your flowers, veggies, trees, or grass. This one does it all. The plants on your side will be happier, healthier, well, greener. Safe, natural, organic. Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. Here's an invitation to you. If you've been pent up, you just feel like you need to get out some. So we're seeing a lot of customers coming into the garden center right now, and they don't even know why they're here. They're just here to enjoy the plants, the beauty, the butterflies, the hummingbirds. It's a it's a safe place. It's a big place. Uh, the way we set up Waters Garden Center is it's meant to be like a botanical garden where you show off, feature certain plants, but then you can take a piece home with you to go grow in your own gardens. That's that's our mindset when we're merchandising, buying plants. They're all plants locally grown for here, so you know they're going to adapt well, and you're into a good time to, to plant. But you don't have to buy anything. You can just come through and just enjoy. The, the plants just give off this living vibe. And that's why it's so fun coming to work every day. I've been doing this for 30 years and I still get up and I love going to work every day. I think our folks love coming to work every day. It shows when you talk to them. They not only know plants, but they like plants. They enjoy being around them. They look forward to it. It keeps us young and healthy. And so if you need to get out and just relax, just to be around something living, but but you got plenty of space. You don't feel threatened. You don't feel, you know, you can wear a mask. We encourage wearing a mask, but we don't insist on it because outdoors you can socially distance very easily. Usually I'll keep a table between us or a shopping cart or something. And so it just kind of, it's easy. So I've learned how to 
just work with folks, even in this COVID-induced environment. And we've, we've succeeded at it. And so we've had a, a lot of new customers coming in. But if you're new to the area and you're thinking about landscaping or you're building a house now and you just want to research some things, here's what you'll find is that garden centers really have four, five really main seasons, almost six, five seasons. Spring, actually we have early spring, all the, the things that like bright days and really cold nights, we'll have those in March and April. May is just spring. May, it's just it's just plant everything. It's all good. Everything's in bloom. Uh, you've got June. I define as perennial month. The plants that come back from the ground, they kind of hibernate underground, but they come back. They all look good in June. We've coming. We're coming out of that summer season. That's when the crepe myrtles and the roses Sharon's, the grapes, the grape harvest, the fruit tree harvest is on. But now we're into the fall season. So autumn, maples are going into color. The uh, aspens are going to their gold. Oaks are red. Uh, so it's it's a fall season. And then you go winter evergreens. Those are, that's your seasonal rotation. And your garden centers will have different crop rotations depending on the season. So right now we're shifting from summer to autumn and winter. So you'll see that mix. If you want to see what the different mixes are, you can put into your into your landscape, now is a great time to be visiting that or, or check up on it. Do your research. Even though your house isn't going to be finished for nine months, that's fine. At least you know what's coming in. You can see what's going on. That's one. Take Walk your neighborhood and take pictures of your neighbor's landscape. So if you really like it, we can ID in a flash. You show us that on a phone, we go, oh, yeah, that's a it's an autumn blaze maple. We can tell you what variety, probably how old it is, show you a sample. So it's a good way to get used to or get familiar with the local landscapes and landscape plant patterns or, or how to, the environment, the working with nature instead of against it. And now's the time that you're seeing that, I mean, the entire nursery will change over. There won't be one summer plant left. It's all going to be winter evergreens and, and then fall color. Uh, so that's that's it's okay to plant if you need to as well. It's a great time to plant. I keep saying that. No one believes the Southern California Phoenix folks. They don't believe. Oh no, it's, it gets it gets down below forty degrees. Plants can't thrive. Going, yeah, they can. They actually love that. You're you're fine. Yeah, believe me. Can't grow cactus, but you can definitely grow some of these spruce, pine, fir, cedar, cypress. It's a great time to plant. Ken Elisa Lane in the Mountain Gardener. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to the Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.